Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they are changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. Joining us today, just in time for the season one finale, airing tonight at 8 p.m. on The CW, Jojo Flaitas and Nisha Kershit are here. Thank you so much, Nita and Jojo, for being here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us, Juan. Thank you so, so much. So the season one finale is on tonight. Um, so how are we feeling? Nervous, excited, a bit of both? Oh my God. I think I think the nerves are always there, wondering how people are going to respond to each episode. But the nerves also equal a lot of excitement. And yeah, we hope people will like it. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Nita. I think it's a very... Um, it's a very sweet uh, feeling and also kind of sad because like it's this is the last episode of the season and you know- Of course, the season, of the season. season. That's what I said, that's what I said. <laughs> we're manifesting, we're manifesting. So um, yes, yes. Just, just of the season, but you know, um, uh, also, you know, a, a lot of unanswered questions are going to be coming up tonight on the episode. So that's always exciting to see what people's reactions are going to be. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, just feeling, just feeling overall very positive. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's some um, <laughs> there's some interesting things that happened throughout the episode that we're, <laughs> we're very curious how people are going to respond to. Did you just wink at me, Jojo? Absolutely, I did. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. Overall, though, we're 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 stoked. We're stoked. Yeah. Yep. You all shot the pilot last spring, almost a year ago, if you can believe it. So. How would wow. you say that Jojo and Nita are now compared to day one of the pilot a year ago? Well, um, I would say uh, I've learned a lot on this process. I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot from my fellow castmates and I've learned a lot through the process of filming a TV show. For, for those that don't know, this was my first ever TV film project to be a part of. And I'm just so, so grateful that it was this one. Um, you know, Jojo a year ago would not have had any clue as to what, you know, was in store for them moving forward. So uh, I am just extremely grateful and extremely honored to be in the place and the position that I'm in. And I'm very proud of the work that we've done. Yeah, I mean, I I second Jojo. And by the way, they killed it. This being their first ever TV project, I was like, oh my God, you're making all of us look bad over here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean, I, I think Neda day one of being on the pilot was just a bundle of nerves and it was so intimidating being on set of the Winchesters, carrying the legacy of Supernatural on our backs. It was it was daunting. It was intimidating. It was exciting. It was a whirlwind, and I think I blacked out the entire experience. I don't remember, <laughs> but um, it was it was brilliant. I mean, I think now I'm just way more comfortable in in Lata's shoes, and she feels very much just like a. I mean, I guess like my other half is the best way I can put it. Like I, I know exactly what she's thinking in, in every moment and it's really easy to tap into her and her feelings and her friendships. And thankfully, I mean, the the six of us, I would say like the whole cast, we have a lovely friendship. So it's been wonderful to have that being developed ever since the pilot more and more. And you all spent about six months in production for the first season so what were some of the biggest lessons you would say you learned uh, during that time as a person and as uh, an actor 
in the character sort of just across the board? I would say um, I'm very grateful that in this entire process, we had a wonderful creative team that was so supportive and was so great about helping us and guiding us because for a lot of us, uh, this was our first thing or our first uh, long, big, um, you know, breakout sort of like roles and shows. Um, so it was, it, we were learning so much. And one of the best things that I got to learn from uh, Jensen Ackles, our producer was uh, just, just have fun and enjoy the process. You know, this these moments are very rare and they don't come very often for a lot of actors and for artists. Um, so we're just in a really great position. So savor every moment, be present and just enjoy enjoy the ride. And so that's what I tried my best to do all the time. Was just be present, enjoy my time with my fellow actors, enjoy my time playing Carlos and uh, getting to do everything that I was able to do and be a part of this. So, yeah. I, I agree. I think the savoring every moment part really stuck with me because I feel like it's, everyone talks about like, be present, be present, be present in everyday life and work, whatever it is. And I feel like that's something that I personally really tried to tap into more and more was just being present and really enjoying this moment because we're all going to die one day, you know, so <laughs> <laughs> just enjoy all these lovely moments that we've been blessed with. And I actually learned a really big lesson from Jojo. Jojo always talks about taking up space and that's been something that has been, uh, a little bit of a journey for me. Um, I would say in the past two years, it's been like an up and down roller coaster of me owning my space, me taking my space and not being afraid to come into the room exactly how I am, all the different shades of me. And um, they help me so much in really standing my ground and, and owning it and just saying, yes, bitch, throughout the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love this idea. I love this so much. Oh my God. But by the way, I would also like to preface, yes, I, thank you, Nita. That was very, very sweet. But also, You're welcome. I am, I am still on the journey with it myself. I am just like Nita. There were times, you know, especially when you're trying something new for the first time, like being oh, on yeah. the show and doing this, you're learning a lot, but you're still trying to find ways to take up space and be present. I, it was a journey for me as well. And I think having people like Nita around and us kind of encouraging each other throughout the entire process was really helpful. That sense of community is so important, even if it's just among your cast, because uh -huh. you need that support because, you know, lots of times actors are afraid to ask questions. Uh, they don't want to, as you said, they don't want to take up too much space, but it's like you have to really take your space and own it. And as both of you have said, really just embrace that in who you are. And I love that your producer Jensen um, said, just have fun. Because actors, young actors especially, tend to forget that, you know, they're called a play for a reason. And we forget to have fun in the process. Um, and, you know, I love the diversity that we've seen on the show. And it makes so much sense for that time period. I know Jensen has talked about it in, in countless interviews. And the way I see it is that while Supernatural was a story about, like, brotherhood and family, this one is more about community and a chosen family. That's at least how I see it. And I love that they have sort of opened up the world to these new perspectives and you know things like the occult and uh, and faith and good and evil exist across a number of different cultures so seeing that open up a bit was also really interesting so what has that level of inclusion meant to each of you i feel like growing up i always wanted to see people who look like me who sound like me who 
who I can relate to and I can sort of look at them and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's a mirror. That's exactly what I'm feeling or going through and <clears throat> to be able to sort of reciprocate and be that for young Pakistani, Indian, Middle Eastern women has been so lovely and something I don't take for granted or take lightly at all. And um, I don't know, it's, it's been the biggest blessing doing it on this platform, like I said earlier, I mean, having Supernatural carrying it sort of on our backs and carrying that honor and on top of it being a Pakistani woman doing it I mean good god and having I keep bringing up this one Jojo but like truly I feel so lucky to have them by my side doing this and and our whole cast I mean my god we all support each other so much and and really I feel like highlight which what each one of us is different in but also I feel like our differences is what makes us feel more alike and and safer and um and yeah I hope I I hope I made sense in articulating that I am it is 9 a.m in LA today <laughs> we are still waking up <laughs> Oh my gosh. No. Well, uh, amazing. I uh, Definitely a lot of what Nita said, especially because at the end of the day, when it comes to Pakistani um, uh, women and also non-binary identifying people like myself, we've always been around. We've always existed. We've just never been the forefront or put um, more towards the forefront of stories um, until like these past maybe couple of years. Um or they're being embraced a lot more. So I'm very grateful that with this team that they've really um, celebrated our existences and that they've really pushed our existence to the forefront and have taken what we know and our knowledge and contributed contributed it to our um, to our characters. And um, it's been a wonderful collaboration and a really great process um but yeah you know non-binary people have been around just on my end and for me personally like non-binary people have always been around yes maybe the term non-binary didn't exist in the 70s or that was sort of a taboo term or they were kept in the shadows those people were kept in the shadows or as left as like the freak show and all that stuff but you know people that are non-binary you know have beautiful hearts and souls and they've been around for ages they've been around for years like you know they've always existed we've always existed and I love that you know we are being that we are being put out there for the world to see and to um to you know understand and to to just I that's honestly the perfect word I just said it but like just to see us like we are visible, we are seen, we should be seen and we should be celebrated. Um, so I think it's I think it's a really cool thing. And I'm very, very grateful for the show um, pushing that envelope forward and and putting us out there like that and for celebrating us and putting us out there. Yeah, I think anything that can lessen those metaphoric gaps that make us feel, you know, more different than alike that's the goal I mean we're storytellers we want mm. to inspire people to tell their stories and I think through storytelling that's when those little gaps of differences become smaller and smaller and smaller and we're like oh shit like I am 
so similar to, you know, that person all the way across on that side of the world who I knew nothing about, but if I can amplify their voice <clears throat> on television, on movies and podcasts, whatever it is, then, then I know what it's like to walk through their shoes just a little bit more. And, and how special is that, that we get to be a small part of that. You know, we had um, Mason Alexander Park on our show um, uh, earlier oh, this yeah. year or last year, and they're uh, an incredibly gifted uh, performer and, and, and actor. They're currently on um, The Sandman. Quantum Leap. In, in the Sandman, yeah, and the Quantum Leap on on NBC, and we had uh, Jermaine Arroyo, who's a who's a friend. Uh, they were living their action star fantasy uh, as a guest star, a recurring guest star on SWAT, and just getting to step into these spaces that normally non-binary people are given the opportunity to step into, whether it's portraying people who have careers in STEM and who work in the science field, or who are these like action star rebel type characters. It's just been so awesome to see. And, and I, again, like just congrats on such a wonderful first season. I fingers every limb crossed so we get to see more. Uh, I know upfronts are a couple months away, so we're still waiting for all this renewal news, but I hope that we get some good news for you guys. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, we are. <laughs> we are hoping that we get to tell more of this story. There's so much more to tell truly. I mean, I think you'll see in the season finale tonight that, there's just so much more we want to tell and share and mm. do and i think these characters will hopefully live on for about 15 seasons i don't know maybe <laughs> we'll see. yeah we're just so so excited and and i think the natural progression of the season has led you to really learn how to love and understand these characters more and more every episode i feel like you get tap into you every episode you tap more and more into who these people are and um it's really, really incredible. And it's been a wonderful joy for us to play and to explore and to dive deeper into our characters and just have a blast. It's been wonderful. And Robbie always talks about our wonderful writer and showrunner, Robbie Thompson always talks about how he thinks of um, each season sort of as a chapter, mm -hmm. uh, like a story, overall story that he's telling. So, you know, I am... We're really excited for everyone to read all the other chapters that Robbie has in his brilliant mind. So stay tuned and fingers crossed. And uh, given the name of our show being a multicultural TV talk, of course, we've touched on diversity, but I always like to ask our guests if they can recall a performance or a project that made them feel represented for the first time when they were growing up. Oh, that's a great question. Wow. <laughs> I don't know why I don't know why this comes to play but I think it's just see like a Latin artist that I saw well oh my god there was two artists specifically that I watched growing up that I always just thought like oh my gosh I just their soul and their their music and their their way of being just speaks to me and they were two music artists and that was um, both of them not from my background of, of Cuban. I, I'm Cuban, that's my background, but like they're not Cuban artists or anything, but one was a Latin artist and one was just a beautiful queer representation. And that was, um, the first artist was Selena. Mm -hmm. oh. um, just plain Selena with the music. Um, I loved her energy. I loved her, um, her just passion for what she did. And I thought she was just fantastic in owning her space. And I thought she was fantastic. And then in terms of queer representation and just like openness and freeness, I was so in love with Freddie Mercury. Um, mm -hmm. 
Freddie Mercury just just gave me life every time I saw him perform. It was just such a or I, like I never saw him perform, of course, live. But like anytime I watched like his online concerts or where I watched any uh, performance that he did. He just talk about a human or both humans about uh, taking up space. Talk about those people coming up in generations where their music wasn't, them as people slash their music wasn't the most celebrated or it was celebrated, but there was something always that, you know, they were, they were still put in a certain category because they weren't what you typically saw or what people typically liked, you know, mm -hmm. growing up. But then they, they by taking space, grew um, to attract thousands and millions and billions of people by just being themselves and honoring who they are. Um, so those are two artists that I definitely love and I appreciate uh, that really informed a lot of my uh, growing up and being who I am now, the artist that I am now. I think for me, like the first thing that came to my head was was the Harry Potter franchise only and anything like magical, mystical in general, only because... I always felt like sort of like an other in the other category. And I mean, I grew up in a small little farm town and I was the only person from the entire continent of Asia in that town. And I think watching films and shows that had like a magical, mystical monster element to them. It's funny, I related to the sort of quote unquote monsters more because they always had a redeeming quality about them. And it was the story of, oh, we're only a monster because you've labeled us that way, but we're actually, you know, living, breathing creatures with feelings and emotions. And we might look different than you, but that doesn't mean that we're scary in any way. So I think that was something I always <laughs> related to. And I, I mean, I always wanted to play something magical or mystical or be in that realm. So I think a lot of my childhood has manifested being on this amazing television show. So thank you, little Mika. <laughs> and speaking of, if you could uh, go back and give your 13-year-old self one piece of advice, we're going to assume this isn't going to break the timeline. I know with the multiverse and everything right now, so we're going to assume that nothing is affected, <laughs> but if you could go back and give your 13-year-old self a piece of advice, what would you say? I would say being different excuse me, bagel bubble. Um, I would say being different is your superpower. Own it, Nidha, just own it. That's beautiful. Um, I would also say, I have like two little things. One of them is something we've already spoken about, which is definitely I would tell, because my little self did not know this enough uh, at a young age, but uh, take up space. Mm -hmm. uh, take up space is crucial and is so important. And then the last thing I would probably say is, um, you have nothing to prove, only to share. I would tell that too. Can I, I throw one out for like, if I could talk to both our 13 year old selves, this is just like a silly little one. I'd be like, okay, don't y'all dare change your eyebrows. Sorry. Where did this accent come from? Oh my gosh. Whenever it comes to like a reprimanding older self, you just go naturally to like a southern <laughs> and you go like full swing. And I I honestly love that and I live for it. It's maybe it's your Texas roots because you're well, Nita's originally from Texas. Yes, yes, I am. Uh excuse me, don't you dare 
fuck your eyebrows. Don't tweeze them. Don't <laughs> Clearly, we grew up in an age where our eyebrows were definitely made fun of, or eyebrows were not deemed like an attractive thing, or thick one, you know, thick eyebrows. And that's mm. all up in our cultures, Cubans and Pakistanis. Like, we have thick, amazing eyebrows, and now we're being <laughs> celebrated for it. So, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yep. No, it's such, actually, that's such a good point. I feel like our thick hair, our eyebrows, all of that, it's like such a direct line to our ancestry, to our roots. Mm -hmm. So it it goes back to taking up space too. Us lessening the the thickness of our brows, our hair, that's, that's telling our little selves to, you know, erase where we came from a little bit. And that is no, 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 no way. It's in a way telling yourself to condition yourself to what's around you or what the norm is, you know, a quote unquote norm is. So, um, yes, I love how this went from giving us advice as kids to now telling each other not to get rid of our eyebrows. Um, that's great. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yes, that that's what we would say. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, Jojo, Nida, thank you so, so much for taking the time to chat with us today. And again, congrats on such a great first season. I, again, just manifesting. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction. So just putting it out there, season two, hopefully very soon. Uh, and if folks want to give you a follow on Instagram or anywhere on social media, where can they find you? Oh, so my, I only have Instagram and my Instagram is Nida Khurshid underscore. And if anybody wants to find me, they can find me at Jojo Flay underscore J O J O F L E I underscore. Awesome. And folks, you can follow us at Media Village on Instagram. Head over to MediaVillage.com for all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more. And do not miss the season finale of the Winchesters tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern on the CW and available to stream on the CW app. I'm Juan Yala. This is Multicultural TV Talk. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm.